Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere podcasts are given away because we're stupid. By the way, something. If you're listening to this, you apparently like our podcast. Which gets a lot of listens. It's doing really well in terms of, of keeping track of podcasts. Shout out, everybody. I ain't doing it for my health. Huh? You gotta look out for your health during these days of the coronavirus. I didn't need the extra work, but the podcast is doing pretty well. I saw this section in the newspaper today about advertising podcasts to listen to. The pr- The biggest problem with podcasts... What's a newspaper, Uncle Jack? <laughs> that is kind of funny. I was looking in the newspaper about podcasts. Um... <laughs> the uh, the problem with podcasts, and I'm sure this will sort itself out over time, but uh, the good ones are super, super duper great, as you all know. Mm-hmm. But there are gazillions of just podcasts. Yes. I mean, they're, they're, it's amazing how bad they are. Really? I, I don't really hear them. I, I'm fairly careful in what I grab, but I believe it. Oh, I believe it. See, I get, I get interested in a topic, like I think you're going to mention Russia. Russian history. So I'll just hit Russian history on the old podcast, and a whole bunch of them will come up, and I'll, I'll I'll pick one at random. And it's just like a guy with a tape recorder <laughs> off mic from across the room with nothing to say. It's just it's amazing really? that anybody huh. even took the time to do it. Yeah. And there are billions, and that's not an exaggeration of them, that have been. Uh, and so there needs I to be start a... Seeking out sucky podcasts. I Sounds find, kind of amusing. Uh, I find it the other way around. I find it hard to avoid the sucky podcast. Mm. Uh, th- th- there needs to be a better gatekeeper or something. They need to clean out the world. Like we always say, they need to clean out the internet. Yes, clearly. Like yeah. if I if I Google Fourth of July parades coming up, I Google parade for my my uh, hometown Fourth of July parade. I'm going to get information for every Fourth of July parade that's happened since 1992, and the lead result will be the 2011 parade. Yeah, yeah, I know that, it makes me crazy. That, that needs to be fixed. But you know, your problem is getting interested in things. If you just float through life cynically um, and never develop any interests, you won't have that problem. Like I was on a Dostoevsky kick. I listened to a number of podcasts about Fine that. Fine beard, that Dostoevsky. Some of them were great. Some of them were just sh- <laughs> eh, I haven't read any Dostoevsky since uh, high school, I don't think. What your, did I read in any college? Nah. What's your not. favorite podcast, Sean? Because you're big on the podcast. The Armstrong and Getty podcast. Idiot. <laughs> uh, I've been really enjoying the the Freakonomics podcast that I just kind of oh. recently discovered, so I've been doing a lot Strong. of catch-up on, on past episodes of that. I've yeah. never heard that, but, um, but if it's anything like the book, I'm sure I would like it. Yeah, and the, uh, the Joe Rogan is a, is a standby. I, sure. I listen to a majority of his podcast almost all the way through, too, and he doesn't do short ones. No. No, he he loses me when he goes into the punching people stuff, but yeah, it's yeah. just not a particular the, interest. The punching people stuff. Uh, the MMA, whatever um, you want to call it. Yeah. A lot of the most popular podcasts are hours long. Yeah, I know it. It's wild. Wild. Listen to ours. Uh, so uh, apparently the Russians, for all of their sins, uh, have something in common with Merka, and that's that they're doing difficult-to-understand experiments. Including a Russian satellite full of geckos having sex in space. Well, they think they're having sex. They hope they're having sex. A Russian satellite full of geckos having sex in space. Is it some sort of reproducing in space thing? They want to observe their mating activities in the zero gravity conditions of Earth orbit. I don't no, no, know No, it can't why. be that. It can't be that because um, in countries like China and Russia or whatever, if you wanted to know what happens when people have sex in space, 
you would just make some people have sex in space. Right. Or, you don't, or shoot their family. You, you right. don't care what happens. Several other creatures, including plants and insects, were also placed on board for experiments. Shortly after the satellite made its first few orbits, it stopped responding to commands from the mission control. You know, I really want to drop an F-bomb here, but I just, I, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, go ahead. No, no F-bomb is harsh. My yeah. S-bombs, everybody says S. My mom will say that occasionally. Bull- she does. Anyway. She doesn't um, say that. You want me to say really it for funny. you? Your mom says sh- but not bullsh**. I've heard her say sh- I think, once in my life. I think I'll she bet said she says bullsh**. Bull- she might. I've never heard it. Get Jack's mom on the line. Booker. Certainly never an F-bomb, though. No. Certainly not. Not while you're in the room. I remember my dad dropped an F-bomb when I was, like, in ninth grade, and I was just stunned. I remember when my buddy's dad dropped a C-bomb in the car. Oh, my God. It was like it was yesterday. <laughs> wow. It, it's burned into my memory, man. I'm telling you. Oh, uh, So, anyway, they lost to <laughs> control. <laughs> I really want to drop the F-bomb. I really, really want to, because it's such a funny line. But um, well, if it's key to the line, then that's okay. And I think people have seen it coming at this point. <laughs> um, oh, is nah, it as a nah, verb? See, now, now it's built up too much. It's a verb, right? Yes. The, yeah. Okay. Well, that's yeah. pretty. Well, harsh. kind of a verb within a noun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It had to do with Operation Lizard F, but the moment has passed. Right. Uh, but anyway, they they have regained control of the Photon M4 satellite. And they believe most of the experiments will still be vital. So we'll find out how insurance geckos or you have a ge- you're a gecko owner. I was staring. I'm at- sorry, this has been incredibly insensitive of me. I was staring. These poor little geckos could be killed. I was staring at Gecky last night. I just fed him his five crickets. Sorry again. That name of your gecko is Gecky. Okay. And uh, that's such a great kid name for a gecko. I, I love that. So, so cute. Henry named Gecky the gecko. Who he said last night is his favorite animal. But um, I was sitting there observing Gecky with the door open. I opened his cage and put the crickets in there. And we're looking at it and just thinking about the wonder of, of, of life in general, that that beast emerged from something and has existed for gazillions of years. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it has in its function. Why, 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 why does it even exist? I mean, what's the, what's the point of it all? Um, it's just watching a little thing, and it's it's got nothing on its mind. It comes out of its rock like once a day. Mm. When I open its cage, it, it knows, oh, it's cricket time. It's like time. Sean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> comes out of its rock, warms itself, then goes back. I don't even have to open his cage. As soon as I sit down in the feeding chair, he comes out of his cage. Oh, hey, there's that guy that gives me crickets. And he comes out of his rock and uh, waits for me to open the cage. And yeah. And still, I throw in the crickets, and then he goes to chomping down crickets. But, but And then that's the only thing, and it sits in a rock all day long, I suppose, not thinking of a single thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What's... To spend a, 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 an hour in the mind of a gecko. <laughs> but why does it exist? What's so it? Cold. Uh, here, so here's cold. what it's thinking. <laughs> I mean, just probably nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or it might be absolutely terrifying because all it thinks are primitive thoughts of life and death. What was that? Am I going to be killed? Oh, no! Yeah, I'm safe. It, that's probably I'm safe. correct. I'm, safe. I'm going to be killed! What was I'm that safe. sound? I better hold still. You know, I've been lately, I've been trying to put out of my mind how clearly transactional my relationship with my dog is. Mm. <laughs> because he's he's a great dog, and he brings me a lot of joy and companionship, and he makes me smile all the time. But my daughter, Delaney, when she was home from school, called him a fake-ass hoe. <laughs> wow. Actually, repeatedly. <laughs> 
I know. How funny is that? Um, because, I mean, it, it's obvious that he will obey me and be my best buddy ever when I have food in my hand. But if I don't, it's like, yeah, you know what? I'll call you back. And, you know, I get up in the morning. Judy's out of town. I'd like to, but I don't know. Let me uh, tell you what. Let me let me call you later. I got this thing. Let me, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's been playing yeah. for a long time. Oh, I didn't time, see so. your text. <laughs> I'm standing here yelling at you. <laughs> but then I remind myself that's the way God made him. He is the way he is. He's, he's the only way he should be. And it's on me to accept him. As a fake asshole. Do you believe in God and dog? <laughs> I can't decide if that was really clever. Really dumb. Really dumb. <laughs> You're reading that Russian fella, so uh, he can't be that dumb. Information. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Looking for video cassettes? How about a great VCR at Walmart? Now I'm back for some good tape. Great electronics deserve the best accessories, and Walmart has them all at low prices every day. Record up to six hours on T120 VHS cassettes from Polaroid or Sony. Two for only $9 every day. I can record a lot of programs at these prices. I'm buying Electronics at Walmart, when you're ready to buy. Is that intentional that the audio is kind of warbly? Because that's funny. Yeah, it was from 1986, that commercial. If you record it on a super slow speed and get six hours on one tape, the quality is very poor. Crappy. <laughs> um, so apparently VHS is making a comeback of some sort. Is it like the new vinyl sort of thing where it's it's becoming kind of a retro? Well, see, here's one difference between the two. Uh, music on vinyl sounds freaking fantastic. Correct. And in a lot of measures, it's it's uh, including just your ears, it sounds better than CDs. VHS, on the other hand, is the opposite. <laughs> it looks worse than what you're used to. I think so. Quite literally more like cassettes. Making a comeback. <laughs> yeah. Well, cassettes yeah, exactly. were better yeah. too, but yeah, but it would be yeah, it'd be more like people have decided to listen to cassettes instead of CDs because they want they want more hiss in the background. Um, anyway, I'll read this. Uh, after a long day at the office, Hannah Johnson, a deputy counter prosecutor in Indiana, likes to unwind unwind with a movie, so she throws one in one of the nearly two hundred VHS tapes she owns into her VCR player. She's what's her job? Uh, deputy county prosecutor. Oh, county. Okay, sorry. It's a comfort thing, especially if I've had a stressful day at work. VHS allows me to go back to being a kid. I don't have to worry about work or politics. What is it about that? Why not a DVD? I know everything on Disney Plus is digitally remastered, but compared to VHS, it just doesn't feel authentic. So she started scooping up Disney and Harry Potter cassettes for fifty cents a pop. That is one of the things. I, I got a buddy who runs a store full of, uh, uh, he sells all this sort of stuff. Comic books and, uh, you know, Star Wars lunch boxes and all oh, that sort of stuff. Oh, great. Jack has come to visit. <laughs> anyway, he's got one of the best stores Here's in the area for this sort of thing. Jack. But he's got bins and bins full of VHS tapes. I mean, if you want, you know, the Breakfast Club on VHS, it's I like don't. 50 cents. Mm. I don't, Joseph. I don't. <laughs> Seems very certain of that. 
It uh, <laughs> it's, it takes up a lot of space. We used to have the shelves full of uh, oh, yeah. VHS movies. Hollywood stopped releasing movies on VHS 15 years ago. I actually would have guessed longer than that. They're still putting movies on VHS in 2005. Huh. I don't think I've been using a... I don't think I've used a video recorder for... God, I don't know. Yeah, I Gotta yeah, go I way remember. back. 90s, certainly, though. Man, I have so many tapes of my kids that I need to digitize. Oh, yeah, that'd be tough. I really need to do that before a fire comes along or something. For passionate hobbyists, indie retailers, and media experts, and average film watchers, what? VHS will never go out of style. They find this nostalgic whole story charm. story sounds like a load of to me. We watch these tapes, and it's like getting a window into the past. It's Said about- another yahoo, just like the other yahoo is quoted in this bullshit story. I'm glad we waited for the podcast to do this one. <laughs> it's about simplicity, not quality, says Sarah Godlin, 39, a copywriter. What does that even and mean? <laughs> what does that freaking mean? You pop a DVD in and then hit play. How complicated is that, you moron? This story is woven from whole cloth, as they say. Instagram, in particular, is home to some of the most creative expressions of VHS ardor. Aficionados post photos of their collections organized by color. For other dumbasses to look at. Hashtag VHS collectors unite. dumbass. That's an easy way to find the VHS you need. Let's see, what color was the box? (laughs) Grr. Oh, oh God. That's just awful. You know what? I'm sorry. I'm cynical. You want to know why? Why? I I clicked on... Thank you, Michael. I clicked on uh, the uh, foxnews.com. And they're uh, they're talking about the coronavirus on the unwatchable outnumbered show. Guess who she's talking to from medical uh, perspective on the coronavirus? Can I drop an f bomb? Yeah, go ahead, folks. You're about. I'm sorry. I'm just in a mood today. We're we're ten seconds away from an f bomb. Who do they go to for medical advice? Doctor Oz, right? Doctor Oz. Quack 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 quack. Have to admire that he he and Dr. Phil similarly have found a way to be America's go-to for this sort of thing. You got a medical situation? Dr. Oz is obviously who you talk to. And any sort of psychotherapy, anything like that? Well, Dr. Phil, clearly the best out there. They're both freaking hacks. Yeah. But uh, yeah, good job for them on uh, convincing America, Dr. Oz. Boy, that's just conceding that your audience is st- stupid. That, listen, our audience is simpletons. They really only have room in their head for one doctor. They probably don't know that there are more than one or two doctors. They probably watch VHS tapes. Right. And they, Makes they've them feel heard better. of Dr. Oz, so let's get Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz isn't available. Get Dr. Phil. If not Dr. Phil, Dr. Drew. If not that, Dr. Pepper. So the only doctors are moron audiences. Are. Of, of those three, if somebody was, if I was on a plane and somebody was having a heart attack, is there a doctor on the flight? I feel like at least Dr. Drew, I would be okay with that person standing up and saying, yeah, I, I got this from here. Drew seems like an earnest and decent human being. Right. What if Dr. J were on the plane? <laughs> I'd expect him to float through the lane and slam it down. Mm. Which he probably wouldn't because he's pushing, what, 70? Doesn't matter. I would assume so. Dr. Oz. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nothing makes Joe angrier than Dr. Oz. Bastard. Didn't we? uh, We almost fought him or something. You almost fought him. Yeah. 
And 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 his uh, phone screener person too, man. They tried to come in and take over the show and tell us what to do. Yeah, oh, that, that, that was that almost own got phone ugly. Screener oh, that was so uncool. Show. And so shoved uncool. ours aside. And Doctor Oz says, "Yeah, okay, we're going to do about ten minutes on blank." And then Jack started yelling at him. It was great. <laughs> he was going to set up a topic and start taking calls. And he didn't like us calling him out on it, so he more or less turned tail and fled, which yeah. was fine. Howard. I think I'd fight Dr. Oz. How old is he? There's something else, somebody else I Probably similar age. The other day. He yeah. appears to be in good shape, though, yeah. so if he starts raining and blows down on you, take him to the ground. <laughs> uh, he's 59. We're similar age. Yeah. It might be too close to fight. I like to fight people much more infirm than that. <laughs> Presidential <laughs> candidate age is kind yeah. of admirable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really 75 up is Jack's uh, go-to. Who was I wanting to fight Sweet the other spot. day? Oh, I'm not going to say. I just popped back into my head. That's right. I don't want to say that. It's the podcast. This doesn't even really exist. No, 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 no. All right. But it was somebody else. It's a similar sort of situation. Are <laughs> <laughs> you really, really wanting to fight a lot of people these days? Are you all right? Just seems like a funny way to settle things at this point in my life. <laughs> a fist fight? Usually you'd hire a lawyer or something. Right. <laughs> right. Dueling editorials in the New York Times. Hey, you want to fight? Want to take right? this outside, Dr. Oz? <laughs> huh? Settle it the old-fashioned way. Hmm. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. This is the stuff. Armstrong and Getty. I was reminded of something I've already figured out, and I'm trying to master. Isn't life just a long struggle to master oneself, Jack? Hmm. Somewhat, yeah. The, would the Buddha agree with me on that? You know the Buddha. Yeah, you met the Buddha. True. So I'm in the. Uh, we were talking about this the other day on the air. We're the only beast that gets on our own way. We're the only beast that makes ourselves miserable. Yeah, isn't that odd? We eat things that will make us less happy. We 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 work really hard and then spend our money on things that will make us less happy. And it's all about today us versus future us. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to a Jordan Peterson <laughs> podcast about this the other day, and he. He referenced Homer Simpson from an episode <laughs> in which Homer was about to drink a quart of vodka and mayonnaise. <laughs> and Marge said, you think that's a good idea? And he said, that's a problem for future Homer. I'm sure glad I'm not him. And that's kind of the way we are as beasts. That's a problem for future me, what I just spent today or what I just ate or, you know, whatever choices you make that aren't good long term. So I'm not a uh, book of Genesis literalist by any stretch of the imagination. The Bible! Yes, sir. I don't want to get into an argument about theology. Actually, it would take two of us to tango, so feel free to write your adamant emails. But um, it's funny, when you're talking about we're the only beast that can make itself miserable, we get in our own way and, and obsess or, or whatever, um, it, it's, isn't that the, the fruit of the tree of knowledge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. Anyway, so what I was going to say was I was in the lobby. Oh, first of all, shout out to the nice lady I met on the elevator. Hi, Uh, nice lady. Huge, huge fan of the show. Huge what now? Fan of the show. Gotcha. Sweetheart. Um, I should have asked her a name, but it was a little embarrassing because there were other people in the elevator. Um, And I'm a quiet, unassuming Midwestern boy. But anyway, thanks for saying hello. She was super nice. But anyway, I was was in the lobby and and the FedEx guy walked by. And I saw that logo and got a charge of, oh, oh, as if I was expecting a package. Well, that's interesting. And at work, you don't expect packages. Well, no, no. It was the logo. 
And and I started thinking, how much of the success of Amazon is that is the anticipation that something's coming and waiting for that package to appear? Mm. I think a lot. Yeah. And looking out on your front porch, oh, it's not there yet. Um, I, I catch myself doing that like I'm a little kid. I have friends who, and they will probably, I don't know if they've already altered their return policy for this, but people just ship, like ordering for round numbers, $300 worth of clothes, knowing they're only going to keep $50 worth, uh-huh. but they just wanted the 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 experience of receiving it, opening it, trying it on, right? The Just really? that whole huh. song and dance, knowing that they, oh, I'm not keeping any of this stuff. That's hardcore. <laughs> Maybe grabbing a picture for the Instagram or something. See opening videos on YouTube. Yeah. There's gazillions of them. See, that's always struck me as uber stupid, but I don't know. Maybe I'm, <laughs> maybe I'm sort of kind of sort of getting it. I mean, I, I ordered some beard oil the other day. It's it's just the same reason when you get excited, there's a text. Ooh, right. Something new. Something new. It's always disappointingly bland, but you get excited. Same way with a box coming, I guess. Yeah. I got to get my wife to sext me. That would that, you know, that'd be worth seeing. Hmm. Worth getting. Anyway. um, You're going to sext her back? Oh, yeah. You guarantee. Sure. Please. Um, what sort of thing are you going to do? What sort of pose? Post <laughs> What? No, that's not Sir, exchanging. This is of, the bonds of holy matrimony. Not necessarily exchanging of pics. Sex can just be a uh, word. Yeah, I always yeah. picture. Yeah. Uh, I always picture pictures. Yeah, I don't mind okay. a picture. I'm a male. I'm visual, but uh, yeah. just text it to the right person. That's all I ask. <laughs> well, see, it, it, exchanging pictures for words would probably be typically a good exchange. A man and a woman, as uh, we have different sexual responses. Mm-hmm. Anyway, speaking of my beard, um, I uh, I ordered some beard oil the other day. You did. You did. Now your beard was squeaking on you, was it? <laughs> beard lube. <laughs> it keeps it soft and conditioned. Okay. Which probably makes me something, according to you know a lot of people I grew up with in makes the Great you more Midwest. More kissable, Joe. Oh Lord. So if you don't, <laughs> I've never had really had a beard. If you don't condition your beard, what happens to it? Well, it can get kind of dry and split endsy. Some guys get itchy okay. under it, um, that sort of thing, but. I was, like, really anxious for this to show up. This is not going to change my life. It's not even going to improve my life, really. This is dumb. I found myself glancing out front. I wonder if that beard oil oh, does it have, a, like, some cool, like, guy grooming title, like Yeti Bomb or, like... <laughs> you know what? I, it, yes, Sean, but I don't remember what it's called. I, I've recently uh, used, started using this shampoo from uh, Dr. Squatch, which is short for Sasquatch. <laughs> Apparently, a Sasquatch went to medical school. And uh, <laughs> decided to, or not medical school, but cos- cosmetology, I guess, and uh, then got into the cosmetics game. And uh, six hundred hours of licensing classes uh, required. Right, in right. Yeah. Yeah. Doctor Squat shampoo. Yeah, my uh, son just put out a solo release um, under his uh, his solo moniker, um, but he includes a song called Sasquanctuary, <laughs> which was <laughs> a song. He was he was talking to a good friend of his. And uh, I, there is a rumor, it's scurrilous, it is inaccurate, that there was THC involved. In music? Right. And this, oh, uh, and, and somebody brought up the idea of a wildlife refuge for Sasquatch. A, Sk- a Sasquatch National Park, or a Saskanctuary, if you will. And he said, can't wait, and immediately wrote the song. I mean, like, right there, wrote the lyrics and everything, and it is hilarious. <laughs> Although it's difficult to understand. Because it's like in the metal thing. He does oh, it. Gotcha. For some reason. Anyway, um, where was I? So when you, the beard. The, when you get just, your beard oil, you yeah. got to do a uh, an opening video. Oh, I have. An unboxing video. 
I failed to do that. Oh, it's people, been unboxed. People watch that sort of thing. I, I guess. It's even been unleashed and rubbed upon my beard. I can't imagine watching somebody open up something they're getting. No, you see, I have a life, so I won't be doing that. Like the like one of these new foldable phones, right? Some tech reporter gets an early access copy. I of would it. watch that. That's different. But 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 that's a, a watching a review of the phone. It's not. That's what I, all. That's what all unboxing is. They're they're pseudo reviews of first impressions of new products. Why do I need to see you open the box? I've only seen the first parts of several, and it always includes an, a cardboard box and an exact and one an exacto knife. I don't need to see that. It's about getting their first impressions unfiltered in okay. real time sort okay. of thing. Yeah, gotcha. okay. I just, I'd seen like somebody getting a shirt. That's stupid. Why would I want to see that? Is it a review of a shirt? It's I don't got know. sleeves. It's got a hole for your head to stick through. But I <laughs> The tags in the back where it should be. <laughs> I like it. It's a good shirt. Buttons. And How everything. many armholes? Um, Two, but I, okay, I can see that. Like a review of an item, and the uh, okay, this is the packaging it comes in. Okay, okay. Yeah, Spe- particularly with tech stuff, they get super caught up into the presentation of. Well, Apple changed that, yeah. and they they changed that, and they, and they're right. It makes you feel like you got something special by spending an extra. They probably spent forty cents instead of two cents, like just a plastic thing would be. Right, right. But it, you know, they're selling you a one thousand dollar phone and making you feel special, which it's they an should. Aesthetic. So, speaking of boxes, Sean, you had some sort of story about cereal over yeah, there? So, millennials, among uh, all other things that they've killed, apparently cereal is uh, is on the thing. I'm doing my part to try to keep the cereal industry afloat. Well, it's kind of surprising because my kids love cereal, and I don't see that changing as they get older. What are your kids? Generation Z? I don't know. Have we started at A again? Double A. <laughs> I don't know. Are they... What's that thing? I like information age, or there's something. Oh, Gen I. There's something like that. Jenny. But uh, General Mills, as a plan to yes. uh, kind of counteract this, for duty. they they seem to think that selling a box of cereal for thirteen dollars is the cure for the ills. Oh, um, and that seems like way too much for cereal. What's in it? High end cereal, huh? S- status cereal. It's like wine. So this is called the uh, the Morning Summit cereal. Not to be confused with the Morning Cereal Summit, which is where all your heavyweights gather and mm. discuss all things breakfast. You know, your Captain Crunch, your Tony the Tigers, sure. your Snaps, Crackles, and Pops. Does the <laughs> does the box come in a purple velour bag like Chrome Royal? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the heck that honeycomb monster character is, I don't know. Tony but the Tiger mauled a guy three years sound, ago. He was disinvited. This sounds just like trail mix. <laughs> like, the first ingredient is almonds, and it's, it's, it's an attempt to kind of go for the healthier, more, you know sustainable conscious crowd of people yeah. but i'm not i'm not falling for it captain I'm, I'm crunch getting... served our military with honor so i don't know what anything where co- my dollars going i don't even know what anything costs i don't pay any attention i just pay You're my like bill george hw it... bush you I am. elitist i am uh like i have no idea what's a, bo- a big box of fruit loops cost uh when i go to the when i buy cereal i generally look for the two for five dollar sales okay so, that's pretty cheap okay yeah, yeah. Right. and you, you can generally find stuff sometimes i have to eat stuff that i'm not the biggest fan of but value is what i prioritize. Like, i don't have the slightest idea what a gallon of milk costs and i buy it all the time i have 150 no idea. bucks I would guess. Uh, you want now, me to go get you some milk? Just hand it over. I'll, I'll bring back the, some milk. In the three dollar range, between okay, three and four bucks. I was going to guess four. Okay, fantastic. There you go. Tomorrow, the price of cheese. <laughs> do you, if you're buying milk, do you um, uh, rifle through to get the ones in the back? Yes, I'll, I'll go back a couple of layers just to see if yeah. I can do a couple of days uh, better. That seems that seems wrong to me. What? Seems like I'm denying those milks to other people. <laughs> I take the ones from the front. 
I'm going to drink them in time anyway. I don't it's need a, it to be extra, extra fresh. It's a doggy dog milk drinks milk world. The way uh, that I, at the rate at which I consume milk, it's never an yeah, issue for me. Yeah, me, me neither. Yes, yeah, it's not going to I don't drink much milk. So, yeah, I do. And if all that milk is for sale. I'm getting the newer stuff. You, mm. you, you Seems unfair. Shovel your feet, lose your milk. That's what I say. You got there late, you're getting the milk that's only good for another 13 days, not 14 like me. Yeah, Just, see, I don't that need 14th day, I'm going to be sipping my milk. It's going to be taste like champagne. It's gonna be I'm going to be laughing at you. It's going to be gone by tomorrow. It's like my milk's, fourth bowl of Raisin Bran. Your milk's going to be all rancid and, and, and chunky. Just know that the sales reps hate you for doing that. <laughs> Their oh, entire fun. job is uh, uh, expiration date jockeying. They show up to the account the next week. Why are the stuff from the back disappearing? <laughs> buy the ones in the front. I do, like These a are good about human being. Buy what I want to buy, bitches. Wow. <laughs> wow, this has turned ugly. You don't like it? Supply better milk. Earl younger younger milk is old milk. Middle aged milk. It's garbage. It's practically cheese. Get it away from me. I deserve your newest milk. <laughs> Information. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Has everybody seen Pizza Groundhog? That is the best uh, viral video out there. In my opinion. I just saw the uh, the teaser picture. I haven't actually oh, watched the video. you got to watch the video. He goes to town on that thing. Well, the, even more than that, it's the way he holds the pizza like mm-hmm. a person and eats it like a person that is oh, just really? incredible. It really looks like it's got to be either commu- computer animation or a kid in a groundhog and outfit. his understanding that, <laughs> now if you haven't seen it, there's there are two dogs on the inside of a glass window looking at this groundhog just, just, just ravaging this pizza. <laughs> okay. And the groundhog's understanding that he is safe on the yeah. other side of this yeah. glass is really impressive. And, and the, by the look on his face, also the understanding that you really want this pizza. Yeah. This is just driving yeah. you dogs crazy that I'm eating this pizza right in front of you, just inches away from your face. And you're too stupid to understand there's a glass there, but I'm just going to keep eating this pizza. <laughs> I, as a humble wild beast, am enjoying pizza. Will you sit inside, prisoners? <laughs> <laughs> look at me with all my freedom. Uh, it's pretty funny. <laughs> wow, all right. I'll have to watch the uh, the video, actually. So uh, I told a story during the radio show that um, we we were up at our our little place in the woods, uh, me and Judy and Little D, and husbanding um, arms as usual, absolutely, and and, and freeze drying food for the coming uh, zombie apocalypse. But so anyway, um, when when we got home, the there was an alarm going off, a really loud whip whip thing going off and and we spent quite a while trying to figure out what the heck it was we thought it was the like there was an alarm malfunction and then we thought no maybe it was a, it's got to be the smoke alarms and it took us the longest time to look at all the alarms and figure out what's beeping the rest of it and she's calling the alarm coming and we figure out finally it's the damned uh, carbon monoxide warning system mm. that evidently has a seven-year lifespan and then at the point it hits seven years post installation, it goes, you know, ape, and and you replace them. And but who knew? I only knew that from reading the incredibly tiny print on the plates where they're mounted. So anyway, we yank the batteries out of them, and we'll all go to the hardware store at some point and get them. Well, did they keep chirping after you yank the batteries out? Because that happens no. on some smoke alarms, right? Where I've taken See, out the battery and it's still going. Ape. 
And, zombie alarm die. And that yes, and at that point it's when I have smashed them to death with a hammer. <laughs> exactly. Well, so anyway, no, these are not hardwired. They're just batteries. So you yank the battery out, it's dead. But what I didn't mention is when we were up uh up at the uh, our mountain place, we're settling in for bed. It's like ten o'clock at night, and Judy and I are about to get in bed. Delaney's already in bed, and the smoke alarm goes off. And it is one of those hardwired systems where if one goes off, they all go off. Oh, yeah. And, and but it's it's not like beep beep or anything like that. It's this weird two conflicting frequencies, <laughs> and it's farging loud. And Baxter's running around with this look on his face like he doesn't know whether to puke or take a dump. And he's looking at me like, make it stop, make it stop. And he's running around and everybody's freaking out. And and so uh end up figuring out it's the, the one in the bedroom went off. Evidently, Judy tossed a pillow and there was dust on it or something. And it went, so I, I go out and I get the rickety-ass uh, aluminum ladder and I go up and I... I pull the thing down and I yank the battery out and and um and we clear the air and I was and I just left it out in the garage. I put it out in the garage. But then I figure out figure everything's fine. I rehook it up the next night and the same thing happens without the pillow. And poor Baxter looks at me again like he's just going to have a heart attack and and um and so I yank the thing down again. I, I take it out in the garage and Hide it in the under. Put, put down a dusty pillow too hard. That's that's the excuse that was going on. I yeah, know. Not your meth lab. <laughs> smoking a little of the jazz cabbage off in the in the corner, huh? I've I've pull, used excuses before. I waited till the kid went to bed to pull a couple of bong hits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, so I ended up having to replace the uh, the smoke alarm because it was funky. But f- so having gone through that Friday and Saturday nights. Or was it, I guess it was Thursday and Friday. Then we get home and we got the freaking alarms going off uh, at, uh, at home. I mean, it's got this weird high pitched dystopian there's some, torture. There's, there's going somebody on. pulling pranks on you when it happens uh, three times. Well, I know. I know. It's like, what the hell? Meanwhile, I've never been burned to death and I've never right. died of carbon monoxide poisoning, but and, I've almost been driven to a heart attack and, several times now ne- by the alarms. And neither has anybody you know or anybody no. they know. No. I also have a house that was built recently enough that it has the obligatory uh, sprinkler system in it that's now code. You so have that, to have a sprinkler system in your home? Yes. Really? Wow. Yes. So uh, check your uh, local county listings. But Could you even burn down a modern home anyway with any of it? I don't know if any of it's flammable to start with. I don't think you could. I think it'd be really hard to get the thing on fire. Yeah, I don't. You know, you could burn the furniture and stuff, and that would create plenty of smoke to kill you, but... But the thing about the smoke alarms, and or I'm sorry, the the uh, sprinkler systems, and everybody I've talked to agrees with this. I'm not saying everybody in the world, but everybody I've talked to agrees with it. And that's firefighters, insurance guys, alarm guys. They all say the same thing. They say you got a little uh, kitchen fire in your stove. You run and get the uh, the uh, fire extinguisher, you put it out and everything, but if the uh, uh, the sprinkler system goes oh, yeah. off, it'll yeah. ruin $50,000 worth of your stuff. Oh, oh yeah, I can believe well, that. Well, not not your stuff per se, but the walls and the carpets and everything. You'll have $50,000. Your TV and your exactly. DVR and your... Yeah, and then you'll have mold under the carpet and whatever else. And, uh, yeah, Fantastic. So, some do-gooder somewhere decided that was a great idea. Or but some God lobbyist forbid, for, a, the, for a company that sells those things. Hello. 
Good call there. Yeah. But thank God it was only a false alarm, and I was neither burnt nor uh, carbon monoxided. Now, you know I enjoy indoor barbecuing. And I, uh, <laughs> I'm a big Weber grill right in the I middle of the family room. I love campfires, but I hate the outdoors. So there's really only... I build a campfire right in the middle of the living room and just enjoy myself. I think there's only one time in my life I've actually smashed, and maybe two, smashed them with a hammer. Because I've had the kind before that they won't stop chirping. They just won't stop mm. unless you can get a new battery in it. And if you don't have a 9-volt battery handy, you're just out of luck. Right. There's nothing you can do right? that I'm aware of in the middle of the night. And I, t- I take it out and I put it in the garage, but I can still hear it just barely. <laughs> it's just enough. So I went out there and I yeah. smashed it. it. just won't shut yes. up, will you? <laughs> God, you did that for every man who's ever wanted to and every woman oh, as well. I had one that was, a, it was like Jason from Friday the 13th because I had smashed it good. And it was still chirping. I think I drove over it with my car. Awesome. I think I backed over it because I had to flatten it somehow. Just kept smashing and smashing until <laughs> there wasn't a piece bigger than a dime. Got anything else left to say? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got anything else you want to say to me? You s- You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com.